Hello, everybody, and welcome to the podcast, Somehow I'm Father. I am your host, Gabriel Perez, and the purpose of this podcast is just walking through my journey to the Father as a father, and what that looks like, and some of the things that he is showing me along the way. And in this episode, surprise, surprise, I am breaking down another devotional by I should make a podcast devoted to Oswald Chambers' devotions because they seem to be hitting home. But it's called Ready in Season. Be ready in season and out of season. And it talks about how we can live from moment to moment of inspiration only. Now it can be dangerous. So, with that being said, let's jump right into it now. So I'm coming to terms that my intro music is a little long because I don't clearly have as much to say as I used to in the beginning. In the beginning, it was a big plug for everything. And you can follow me in here. You can hit kiss me on Instagram. You can subscribe to this podcast. It really helps. And the purpose of this, you know, I try to do a little of the purpose for anyone who just happens to listen so they can have an idea. But, my gosh, my cat is going crazy. But anyways, um, record a podcast. But I felt I wanted to record another one because I have more coffee. And I have more to say because I actually read two devotionals today because I fell behind. And the thing was, is the first one was really good. And I was like, what's, this, what's the one actually for today supposed to be? And I was like, wow, that's really good too. So, here I am. Ready in season. Be ready in season and out of season. 2 Timothy 4.2 Many of us suffer from the unbalanced tendency to be ready. Quotations. Only out of season. Quotations. I don't know if I made that more confusing. The season does not refer to time. It refers to us. This verse says, preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. See, I like that because sometimes we take the word, but then we never take the before and the after part of the word. And there's so much more context given into it sometimes. I'm guilty of it. But anyways, in other words, we should be ready whether we feel like it or not. If we do only what we feel inclined to do, some of us would never do anything. There are some people who are totally unemployable in the spiritual realm. They are spiritually feeble and weak, and they refuse to do anything unless they are supernaturally inspired. The proof that our relationship is right with God is that we do our best whether we feel inspired or not. And that's where it kind of hits me, gentlemen. Because I was thinking, made me think of my journey prior to the wilderness, prior to everything, my journey to success. Um, you know, sometimes you feel called by God and you feel like you get this divine inspiration. And it's amazing because you feel like, you feel like God has put greatness inside of you and he has, and now I can go out and do what he's called me to do. And I had a lot of moments when I was doing that with my dad schooler uh, journey. I felt like the Lord led me in a lot of different areas and 
and just taking risk and stepping up and um but then there are times when I didn't feel anything I didn't hear anything and you know what that when you know what happened in those times I should quit I should stop what is the purpose of this God doesn't want me here maybe I misread his signs and you know that's it's like all of a sudden the doubt creeps in and and then I'm doubting and I'm just waiting for God to show me again another moment and show me a glimpse of of greatness inside of me and and then he does and then guess what I'm pumped I'm ready to go I'm ready to get active again I'm motivated to do the work and then sure enough doubt and everything creeps in and I stop and then I go up and down up and down and and I really like how he said that because it just it totally resonated with me in that area and how and that resonates with anything sometimes God shows me I can be a great father and then my uh, actions show that I'm not a great father but does that mean you stop pursuing to be a good father then you just quit no you have to keep going on. You have to keep trusting that God is working in you through not only your failures, but through the realizations that, hey, I should have done this differently. And you're still trusting God that he's doing the work, that he's with you, that, you're, that you're, you are where he called you to be. And man, I just get so caught up in that. <clears throat> How about you guys? You ever feel caught up in that? That you go from one vision to the next only to, you're pretty much just feeding off of the vision God shows you. You're feeding off the the moment that God gives you and you're just waiting for the next one. Waiting for the next one. And I like what he says because he goes, one of the worst traps a Christian worker can fall into is becoming obsessed with his own exceptional moments of inspiration. Just being obsessed with it and needing it, needing it to come by, needing it to, to, to encourage you along. Because when the Spirit of God gives you a time of inspiration and insight, you tend to say, now that I've experienced this moment, I will always be like this for God. But the truth is, I added that part, no, you will not. And God will make sure of that. Why do you think God would make sure of that? I think because there is no faith. If God has to reassure you through everything. Abraham, he gave him a promise. He gave him a vision. Did he reassure Abraham throughout that whole waiting period of numbering the stars? I mean, not as probably as often as he wanted. There was a lot of faith involved. And Abraham was great because he believed God. So he had to believe God from the one from the moment that he had with him. Granted, it's an amazing moment. I mean, he was literally speaking to God. But I mean, I guess in Bible times you think that's not 100. Well, it's uncommon. But anyways, still, I mean, he had to wait a long time. What was it, like 20, 30 years? I don't I don't know. I'm a Bible scholar. But 
he had to wait. And that's hard. You know, for I can't even wait like two days. Barely even one. And but that's what God wants is to build up our faith. To build up build us up from the ground that we're not going from vision to vision, but we're believing God for the vision he gave and walking. Walking with God. Because so, it says, if you say you will only be at your best for God, as during those exceptional times, you actually become an intolerable burden on him. Hmm. I, I mean, he's straight up. You're a burden on God. And why is that? Because you are constantly counting on him to build you up. You're constantly counting on God to do something for you so that you will move. And his, his th- said is his thoughts are you will never do anything unless God keeps you consciously, consciously aware of his inspiration to you at all times. If you make a God out of your best moments, you will find that God will fade out of your life, never to return until you are obedient and work. That's heavy. Never to return. Because that's just like saying, like, hey, if you're not going to trust God and keep going, he's going to stop until you pick it, pick up that cross again and keep going. Because he gave you vision. He gave you a word. Uh, I mean, uh, I've read The Alchemist. I've talked about it many times. One of the things that The Alchemist in the book says is, uh, heed the omens. Heed the omens. I'm trying to do that voice that he does. Um, but it in in this guy in this kid's journey to finding his riches, he was told to heed the omens, heed the signs. And I find that so true that you know the signs are there to help guide us, but it doesn't necessarily mean that we just sit there and wait for them. The signs only came as he went on the journey, as he wa- as he progressed forward. If he didn't progress, the signs wouldn't come. And I think God gives us those those visions to, to keep us along, but if we're dependent upon only moving when we get a vision, then we become stuck. And like Oswald Chambers said, an intolerable intoler- burden on him. And I've I've been wrestling with this because, you know, I was pursuing all these things. And I think, honestly, it was healthy for me to stop because my mind was all out of whack. Like the last one, I was going for success. I was in the success filter. But I've been reading Kingdom Man, and they talk about the greatness that God has in you and embracing the greatness I'm not saying that it's it's got to be something grand, but just embracing what God has called you to do. Embracing what God gives to you. I think everyone has a greatness in them. And God gives it to you. He puts that in your heart, but then we so often just because we're not feeling moved or compelled and 
doubt and all those other things sneak in, we just become quiet with it. We become, it's like you get up and you're like, I'm ready to do this. And then you sit back down and you get up and you're like, I can do this. And then you sit back down and you're constantly in that motion. And, and the greatest tactic of the enemy, well, it's not the greatest because I think there's another one that I read about that I'm not saying. So the tactic of the enemy is to just discourage us, to keep us stuck, saying, no, that's not what God wants from you. And and we think in our voice that God is a God saying, I don't want these things for you. I don't want this. But God wants to build faith. He wants to build character. He wants you to not just believe in him, but believe him. Big difference. And... I can break it down in the sense of like of like uh, coffee break of my children think of this example my son be playing video games Mario big time Mario lover he gets to a hard part a hard level he says dad this is a hard level can you beat it for me and I can. And sometimes I do. But I realize, like, I'm actually depriving him of getting better. I'm depriving him of actual perseverance. Because then the next level is going to come and be a challenge, and he's not going to be able to go through that challenge because he didn't persevere through, the, persevere through this level because he took the shortcut. He said, Dad, can you do it for me? And so I had to tell my son, you know, I'm not going to beat that for you. He's like, but dad, it's really hard. I said, yeah, but that's where your perseverance kicks in. But you're only going to get better when you go through it and do it. You're only going to get better when you fail a hundred times on this level. Because then you're learning. You're learning, oh, that didn't work. I didn't, I couldn't, I can't move that way. You know, the thing is, is that when, when, you know, back in the day when we played video games, you know, we didn't even have guides. I remember like uh, Zelda, Ocarina of Time. That game took me like almost a year and a half to beat because I couldn't go on the internet. We had the internet, but like at the same time, I wasn't internet savvy. And, and it's not like the internet that was today where there are just millions of guides and YouTube videos. It's like, I remember like being stuck in the water temple forever. Like, and being so frustrated that I just had to walk away from the game. Like, I'm done. I'm stuck. And then all of a sudden, you get a moment of like, I can do this. And you go back in there and you try and you fail a million times. But eventually you do it. And so I think that's the heart of God. And it, and, and it gives me these examples in my fatherhood and my life that I look at my children and we want to make things easier for them. We so desperately want to make things easy for our children. But are we taking away the growth by solving their problems? Are we taking away the journey for them by solving their problems? It can be 
it's a very tricky thing. And sometimes it can even be warped too. We can warp it with like dispassionate empathy and love. Like you're going to go through this and fail and figure it out. You know, I know I can be like that too. And so it does come with tact because we have to know. We have to know the situation. I think with sports, I can be like that. Well, you got to figure it out. You got to just move through it. You got to push through it. But it's a little different. You know, there's ways around it. There's not ways around it, but there's ways to deliver that. And God is perfect at communicating those things to us. The goal for us is to learn how to communicate them to our children. And to understand the heart of the Father. That when we're struggling, that it's that it's not because his, his absence is in us. It's because we need more faith. We need more trust in Him. You know, it's uh, I saw this post on Instagram. It's like, you believe... It's, it's escaped my memory but the ascent bottom line is like you believe that your car is going to start you believe all these things like simple things you know you you believe that but then when you and you don't it's like uh and you don't hear anything you don't gosh i'm gonna butcher this i'm just gonna stop bottom line i was saying like you you'll believe so many things without any proof but you won't believe god is working is is handling your situation because you can't see him. So it's pretty much just saying like you have faith in so many things that you don't see, but you don't have faith in God in your situation that he is taking control of it. And that is the truth of the matter. It's like we can have faith that everything's working around us and we don't even see it. We have no explanation to it, but we believe it easily. We'll take it. Because it's just, hey, that's just the way it is. I can, I know that this, I believe that this is working. You know, I believe, I think it was like about a plane. Anyways, like you believe the pilot. Oh, there it is. Okay, okay, I got it, got it. So you believe an Uber driver is going to take you to where your destination is, and you don't even know. You believe a pilot is going to get you to your destination safely, and you've never met him. You never had a conversation with him. But you don't believe God is going to get you. But when it comes to God, you don't believe he is going to get you to your destination safely. Or that he is handling the situation at hand. It's like, oh man, that's so true. Because it's like, yeah, I can easily believe that a pilot's going to get me to my next destination. I don't even question it. Do I believe God's going to get me to my next destination? Woo! Let me step back a bit and think about that. There are some questions. <laughs> Do you think, you know, and... Man, we make it so hard sometimes. But God is graceful, full of grace, full of love. And he cares about that journey. He cares about our hearts. He knows how tender it is and how he steps in and he does work in them. And so with that to say, let's, um, don't become obsessed with having to always be inspired always having to be feeling like God is leading you in this way and that you have to do this because he's giving you the vision 
You've been given the vision. You've been given his word. Have faith. Keep walking. Know that it's a journey in which the destination is not so much important, but the character and the heart. And so with that, I am going to land this podcast. So I thank you guys for listening. Appreciate you all being here. This is Gabriel Press.